the snap. Looking. Flips the ball. Diving for the pylon. And he's got it. Razzle dazzle. Touchdown, Houston. And the Texans go in front. There is no offseason for your Houston Texans. Game day is every day. We had a lot of energy and we brought a lot of spark for this organization. The best is yet to come. Five nights a week, week. the hits keep on coming. Ball is out. The Texans say they have it, and they do. Now, it's Texans All Access. Yes, it is. Hello, Texans, and we're coming to you for the first time ever. <laughs> for the ever. first time ever since the start of COVID. Okay, we just, let's first full disclosure. Ever. We just walked in here to Sports Radio 610. We, I just met Bridget for the first time. Our producer has been helping us out for the last few months here. Yeah, where you been? During, during COVID. You know Bridget from uh, Aggieland stuff. Yeah, from our Texag stuff. From, from other media yeah, other media venues, avenues. Bridget and, Falcone in the Social Center. That's yes, how I know her. That, that's, that's who she is. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time I've seen you in you know, months, Johnny. How do you look? You look great. You, you look, look great, too. Yeah. It's weird. I mean, it, it is weird. It's like... <laughs> Like, we're on the air every night. Listeners are like, yeah, we hear this every night, so it's the same thing to us. I, yeah. I'm sorry, but for us, it's kind of a, a little bit of a phenom here. And we just had this, uh, a, a bunch of the media peeps just met with uh, Coach uh, Bill O'Brien and Jack Easterby just talking about stuff. It was all, like, off-the-record kind of stuff, but some of it, I think, is shareable as far as uh, – I, Yeah, I yeah, think it's you great share. Well, no, no, it's stuff that, that we know about, you know, Jack and Bill and working together and stuff mm-hmm. that's actually been reported, but I think it reinforces things and the way the organization is and Cal and uh, the the whole structure of things right now, uh, getting this football team ready for the present and the future. And I, I think it was good for other people to see that you know, what we've already known, that, yeah. you know, how united they are, how involved Jack Easterby is mm-hmm. in, in this team, along with Bill O'Brien and Cal and everybody. But uh, but his role, and I think getting people to get to know him, because you and I have gotten to know Jack, mm-hmm. and I think that a lot of people haven't. So I think that's a really big plus yeah. uh, to get him out there with the media. And I know that, um, look, we had him on the night, what was it, night two? But yeah, it was, it was really Friday first, night. It was after Blacklock and uh, Grenard were drafted. Yeah. Right, it was really the first Texans night of the draft, night two, Friday night. We had him on the air. Uh, I think we'll do more of that with Jack. So So that'll, you know, he'll be introduced to the listeners a little bit more that way. Uh, and just the general public, so you'll you'll see it here more of Jack. But it's not like there's going to be a weekly the Jack Easterby show. Ace is <laughs> high. He'll take calls. Although that would be pretty good. Now I don't know about the taking calls part, but <laughs> yeah, I mean that that would be pretty good. I mean Jack mm-hmm. can Jack can go on a number of of different topics. I mean he is incredibly bright, and right. we were very lucky to have him here with us. And I think the, the, the other aspect is like, I think you've mentioned it, Mark, Mm -hmm. Um, just the amalgamation. That's not the right word to use, but the, the, the consortium, you know, Jack OB Cal, you know, we don't, we don't hear, we hear from OB a decent amount, obviously at certain times we haven't really heard from Jack a whole heck of a lot. Like you said, we did talk to him during the draft. You know, Cal, same kind of thing. You know, we hear from Cal every so often. But just having the opportunity to kind of break bread and just sit back and listen. I know that's what I did. I just sat back and listened, tried to see if there was something I, I didn't know, mm-hmm. you know, from having. You uh, know everything. Nah. You know it all. All right, so John McClain knows everything. Is he with us? He's with us right ah, now. The general yes. joins us. Good evening, General. Welcome to the program. How are you doing, my friend? Thanks, guys. Long time don't see I know. We just saw you over at the. Uh, well, it's the first time the we've event. seen you since when? It's the first time, General, I've seen you since the Combine? Probably. Combine, yep. Mm-hmm. Combine's the last time we got together, other than seeing each other on the Zoom calls. And it looks like it's going to be that way for quite a while. Yeah, it looks that way. We'll see how they they do this season, Sean. But, you know, we were just saying we were in an off the record session. But, you know, one of the things I could share was that. People getting to know Jack Easterby better, I think, is a good thing for the organization and seeing how involved Jack is in what is done football-wise and how much of a help he is to Bill O'Brien. And, you know, moving forward, I think this is something we're going to see more of. Your thoughts? I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) At least one of us can keep a secret. 
Well, that what? That's not a secret. That's not exact. I mean, we had Jack on the air after the Friday night. That's picks. just Mark's observation. I, yeah. Observations from Vandermeer are probably going to get a little less scrutiny than <laughs> Harris's observations, John. But uh, that's a that's a different story for a different time. Hey, I, John, I don't know. I know we haven't had a chance to talk to you about it, but yesterday Tom Pelissero came out with a report, and you've been talking about this because I've caught the tail end of your interviews with Mark the last few Thursdays that the NFL and NFLPA are discussing one, maybe two preseason games getting lopped off the schedule. And my question to Mark when we talked about it yesterday was, do you think this is an adjustment to COVID or and or an adjustment to what's going to happen in the future that we're definitely going to go to two preseason games at some point? So, you know, hey, let's just try it out this year. What do you think this is more a reflection of, COVID or do you think it is the fact that they definitely want to get down in preseason games when the schedule goes up to 17 games in the future? No, that's got nothing to do with it. It's all because of coronavirus. You know, under the new CBA, they have a five-day acclimation period anyway. So because players have been working out on their own and in groups like Deshaun Watson with the receivers, and they think they're going to need more time for the conditioning, working out, getting ready before they actually start practice. It is preposterous to go, and I told you this last week and the week before, Mark thinks I'm a voice of doom when I (laughs) come on, but you can't say it's not good to have joint practices and a week later start preseason. It makes no sense. Joint practices are a whole lot healthier than a preseason game because, as you guys know, you can orchestrate them. So um, I, I think there's no way there's going to be four preseason games. I don't think there's going to be fans in the stands anytime soon. And if there are, it would be a minuscule number of fans there. And I think it's the way it's going to be in football. But I think that's great. You know, nobody likes preseason games except mamas and daddies and girlfriends. And uh, it just doesn't serve any purpose besides this year everybody's worried that you're going to see more injuries. It's like guys who work out on their own during a holdout. You know, they can work out and run till their tongue's dragging and be in great shape when they have to run the 50. But, boy, you got to worry about pulled muscles and things like soft tissue injuries. And that's something I know everybody is concerned about. By the way, I interviewed Jack Easterby, Cal McNair, and Bill O'Brien this week about a story part of a chronicle package on Sunday that uh, my story is about how the Texans are at the forefront in their reaction to George Floyd's death, getting justice, racial injustice, how it came about, why it came about. And that's the first time I've interviewed Easterby. And he, I knew he was a real good interview because I'd seen quoted before. But I tell you what, O'Brien said some stuff that was unbelievable. And then Cal McNair was terrific talking about this. And so, yeah, I have, that was the first time I've ever interviewed Jack. I knew he was going to be good. And I thought Cal was outstanding about why the Texans are out front on this more than any professional organization. Well, next up in the conversations for change, Romeo Cornell. So that one's coming out soon enough. And that's going to be great. I mean, that's Romeo- Monday. I can't. They told me that's Monday. I can't wait. Romeo to me is one of the most interesting people I've ever covered. And I'll, he's if I could pick one guy in the organization that I could take out and have a few beers with, it would be Romeo. I'd love to talk to him about when he and Parcells coached at Texas Tech on a five-person staff, what that was like for him in the Southwest Conference, his experiences coaching in the South, you know, he, he just, he's such a great guy, great coordinator, and one of the all-time best, not characters necessarily, just interesting people. Hey, John, Romeo obviously didn't win a Super Bowl as a head coach, but he had, I think, three with the Patriots. He had a couple more, I think, with the Giants. Yeah, he was with them, with Parcells for those two. Do you think there's a chance that Rack could ever get into the Hall of Fame? You obviously vote for the Hall of Fame. Is there ever a chance that Rack could go into the Hall of Fame? One of the reasons that we uh, created the contributors category six years ago was to make everybody eligible other 
in players and coach, head coaches, and I thought head coaches should be in that contributors category, and it was a five-year trial period, and we thought it worked out great, so we've extended it. The problem for Romeo is there are so many great assistant coaches, personnel directors. Uh, one of the first assistant coaches I think deserves to go in is Clark Shaughnessy, the father of the formation and coach was the offensive coordinator for George Hallis. Buddy Ryan's a great one. Wade Phillips, Romeo Cornell. There's just so many. Bill Arnsparger. There's just so many great assistant coaches. And But Romeo, when you're talking about coordinators, Romeo is as good and as successful as any of them. And he did have, a, I remember when he went 10-6 and six at Cleveland, got a five-year contract, got fired a year later, so he made a lot of money. 10-6, five-year contract, boom, gone, but got paid a whole lot for the Browns. John, we were talking about preseason football, and my idea would be to play it the way you play the Pro Bowl, with kind of a thud sort of thing, where you're not going to tackle to the ground on every play. Yeah, guys are going to fall down but you're really going to play preseason differently. Do you think the fans would buy it? I mean, you do the Pro Bowl like that, and I know the Pro Bowl is not exactly the Super Bowl, but do you think that would be healthier? I think the answer is obvious. And would it still be, for lack of a better way of putting it, as good? Would it be sellable as a preseason product? Well, first of all, to me, it hadn't been sellable in a long time. But the bottom line is this. When teams have not been able to get on the field since last season, how is that going to help them get ready for regular season? You know, if you do that in the preseason, then we're early in the season, that's going to be like preseasons in the past. I think you have two games. You're going to play your veterans in one. You're going to play uh, all the other guys in the other one. A lot of young guys will get shortchanged. But you, you've got to get serious a little bit. I interviewed Whitney Merciless for a story a few weeks ago, and Whitney, of course, knows how to be in shape. He said he's learned a lot more as he's gotten older than he did early. When, early in his career, he burned himself out in the offseason, and now he knows how to pace himself. And Whitney said he thought he needed one good half of real football in the preseason to be ready for regular season. And so, you know, I don't, they haven't played JJ in the past. They probably wouldn't do it now. But the guys you worry about being in shape are your young guys, the guys that are new. And even if they've worked out like crazy and they're in good shape, they think it still might not be football shape. That's why I still think joint practices would have been better in preseason games. Well, that's what I've said, John. Two joint practices, two joint practices and two preseason games. John, that's what I've said. Just put the joint practice in the in the uh, in the bowl, in the main stadium, and let people come watch that because there's so much more to a joint practice with one on ones, with wide receivers on DBs, with linebackers on uh, say or uh, on running backs. I think you can put a joint practice in there; it'd be more exciting than going to a preseason game because you're not going to see your stars. But you don't tackle to the ground in a yeah, joint you know, practice. and it's controlled. I mean, the quarterbacks so just know play not a game. Get... Just go eleven on eleven, play a game. Well, doing it your way, yes. And, your and, and my two-minute warning idea at the end of each quarter. No, I, like, I, I like that. I do, I do like that. I've already said I like mm-hmm. that. John, the well, – Plus, there wouldn't be any fans there. So, uh, <laughs> Mark, cover your ears. John, let me ask you what you think about this. They got these guidelines they handed down for – guidelines for COVID-19, and they're tremendous. Yeah. If the teams follow them, that's great. So you follow those guidelines on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and then you let them go out and bleed on each other, sweat (laughs) on each other, spit on each other, blow snot on each other, get in piles. Everything you're trying to avoid for six days, you're just throwing caution to the wind. Isn't that kind of contradictory? Maybe. I don't I I mean, I don't want to – you're right. You're, You're absolutely right. And I know my wife is listening at home going, yeah, John's right. Meaning you, John, not me. She never says I'm right. Um, d- yeah, I mean, I think that's that's absolutely. I, I saw. I told Mark this the other day, John. I saw a. It was a doctor, I believe, in. I think she was in Massachusetts, and she just had kind of this thread of tweets. And in the very end, she was breaking down all the different things 
that you just talked about, how the league, you know, what the teams are doing in a locker room, six feet apart. I don't know where they're going to put 90 players in a training camp, whatever the case might be. And at the very end, she said, this really is just kind of just throwing it all out there because nobody knows how you conduct a professional sport during a pandemic. And I was like, yeah. Well said. Yeah, like it was very well said because you, we just don't know. Yeah. None of us have any idea about any of this, and we're just all sort of doing our best. But I think you're right. I think it brings up a really a really good point about what, you know, you for six days you protect against it, and, oh, by the seventh day we're just going to let you go loose. Like, ooh. I mean, I, I, I'd be nervous. I'm still nervous. I'm still nervous. But and at some point, hopefully we'll move beyond this. Hopefully the city of Houston gets a little better over the last few days. Um, Lena Hidalgo. One, just, one of the things, go ahead, one of the things to keep an eye on, if – if after all the demonstrations around the country, like here, with 60,000 people crunched up next to each other downtown, if there's not a huge spike when you have from these demonstrations around the country, then why couldn't you let fans in the stands? I think some fans, you saw the report on Seattle, but I think all teams are going through all the different scenarios. Yeah. Nothing has happened or been handed down officially from the league but everybody's getting ready for every different possibility just in case, including 70,000 people at NRG Stadium. And, John, look, I, I understand your point and all the guidelines and the protocols and everything, but they know, hey, eventually you're going to have to, you know, smash helmets. You're going to have to go ahead and play professional football, and they're going to try to isolate, for lack of a better word, these guys as much as possible from everybody else other than other guys they'll be knocking into. I mean, I think that's just did how you, you have tell, to do it. Did you tell John last that I asked you last week if you test positive before a game, who takes your place? Yeah, I uh, no, I left that part out. Yeah, uh, no, I heard this, John. I heard this. I heard how I got kicked behind Robert Hensley, my good friend. <laughs> I heard, I heard this, John. Don't don't worry. I was I was listening because I, I want to say that you dropped off at some point. I texted Mark saying, "Hey, I'm here if you need me." So I just stayed on just in case. And so, yeah, yeah, I, I, I did hear, I did hear that, John. Mm. Um, I haven't brought it up with Mark because he's my boss and all. So I just kind of, you know, I gotta, I gotta roll with it. And, but here's the better question, General: What happens if you get stung with it? Who, who takes your place? Oh, we got plenty of people to chronicle. Aaron Wilson works with me. Brian Smith used to be a beat guy. Jerome Solomon used to be a beat guy. David Barron. We're, I'm, I'm replaceable. Uh, Mark is irreplaceable. This much is true. Oh, that's this, this so much is true. Sweet. That's so. And he's that's not, not my true. boss. That's not true. That's yes, true. He, you're right. You're not his boss. So he's saying that uh, he's given truth. I'm not I might a, be biased. Work with bit. people. All right. Okay. That'd general. be monumental. Monumental. What Stand in the mirror. Misses first game in history. Uh, John, I can tell not you happening. that is not happening. Not, not, that is not happening. Not there will be a way out. that there will be a Zoom call to his bedroom with an <laughs> IV in one arm and him calling the game. It, yeah. will, it, I'm, it his, will not happen. Blowing his nose, going to the bathroom. Get me a monitor. <laughs> Get me a monitor. All right, General, what do you have going on in the Chronicle? We have this big package going Sunday and voices of players talking about African-Americans talking about their experience. And I have this huge story on what's behind, how did basically the genesis of the Texans being at the forefront of every organization, speaking out, doing videos, doing the conversations with Travis Johnson, Romeo Cornell, got one coming up with Roy Nell Young, a 10-part series. And I think that's tremendous. And so I've talked to a lot of people about it, and that's what I'm writing. And thank you guys. Stay safe. It was good to see you today, even though we didn't get too close to each other. And have a great weekend. You too, General. Thanks a lot, John. Absolutely, John. Thank you. From the Houston Chronicle. All right, next up, John Harris is going to help me write my piece on the Houston offense, the highest ranking that the Bill O'Brien offense has ever had in his tenure in points and yards. Will they be able to eclipse that this year? Let's get into that a little bit, and I'll give you some statistical facts, you know, very digestible over the radio on this offense and what it's done historically in franchise history as well. It's coming up next on Texans All Access. Can't get enough Texans radio? We've got shows. We've got podcasts. We've got interviews. It's all on HoustonTexans.com.
Sometimes nothing beats a classic. Miller Lite, the original light beer. Brewed with great taste and only 96 calories. Available for delivery. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories, 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Teachers and parents, are you looking for educational resources to keep your students engaged at home during this challenging time? The Houston Texans, Toro, and ConocoPhillips have partnered together to provide Toro's Math Drills. Toro's Math Drills is a free video series that will challenge your students to math topics like fractions, multiplication, division, and place value, all the while having some fun. Sign up today for free at HoustonTexans.com on the COVID-19 resources page and run your kids through Toro's Math Drills, presented by ConocoPhillips. Go Texans! Welcome back to Cachata Casino Resort. We're open and ready to play. We've gone above and beyond by deep cleaning and sanitizing every area of the casino, every slot machine, every table game, and every hotel room. Welcome back to more cash and more fun and more ways to win. We can't wait to see you at Cachata. It's Louisiana's largest casino resort and Louisiana's best bet. Hyundai has always had your back, and now Hyundai is also looking out for your pocketbook. Introducing Hyundai Complimentary Maintenance. Three years or 36,000 miles of coverage that includes all basic maintenance. Hyundai, the longer you look, the more there is to like. Get 0% APR for up to 72 months on the Tucson or Santa Fe with no payments for up to 90 days. Hurry in today to your nearest Houston Hyundai dealer. Offers end 630-20. Call 469-613-0227 for more offer details. Hey friends, this is Drew Doherty with the Houston Texans. Texas Children's Hospital is the official children's hospital of the Houston Texans and the local sponsor of Play 60, the NFL initiative to get kids off the sidelines and into the action for 60 minutes of play a day. You can run, jump, swim, tumble, swing, or cheer. Have a blast. Just make sure you're active for at least 60 minutes a day to score the healthy future you deserve. To learn more, visit texaschildrens.org slash Texans. Take your Texans game day experience to a new level with Houston Texans club seats. You'll enjoy premier sight lines with wider cushion seats, a private game day entry, and in-seat food and beverage service. Enjoy premium culinary offerings while listening to live music in the exclusive club lounges during breaks in the play. Take the first step and join the club ticket priority wait list for free at HoustonTexans.com. The pitter-patter, splitter-splatter of Sunday morning. Wait, no, that's bacon, and it's spitting all over your PJs. Stains can ruin any moment. Get them out with Tide, America's number one detergent. If it's got to be clean, it's got to be Tide. It's a trillion-dollar economy, and you're right in the heart of it. It's an incubator of innovation with industries reaching from underground to outer space. It's Houston, and it's fueled by GE. Over 5,000 Houston companies work with GE and leverage knowledge across the company. Engineers, lean manufacturing experts, logistic managers, and more. GE is a leader in dozens of industries around the globe. So whatever your company needs, chances are we have someone with the right expertise, and we're happy to share. GE, imagination at work. Here at the Kroger Company, the fight against hunger is something that we are very passionate about. That's why we created the Zero Hunger, Zero Waste Foundation and have committed more than $6 million to our nonprofit partners, $3 million to Feeding America and No Kid Hungry, and $100,000 to the Greater Houston COVID-19 Relief Fund. You can help support our goal to end hunger in our communities by donating a dollar or rounding up your total to the nearest dollar at any Kroger store. To learn more, visit thekrogerco.com. He's the general, John McClain. Watson is planning to go to L.A. for guys that want to come there and work with him because a lot of players live in that area. And then Arizona, there's guys in Arizona areas. So Sean Watson's really stepped up at a time like this when they need guys to step up and is exemplifying what you want your quarterback and team leaders to be. John McClain is exclusively on Houston's Sports Leader, Sports Radio 610. Sometimes nothing beats a classic. Miller Lite, the original light beer. Brewed with great taste and only 96 calories. Available for delivery. 
Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories, 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. If you love podcasts and you love the Texans, you'll love our Texans podcasts. Now available on iTunes and HoustonTexans.com. Mark Vandermeer, John Harris with you. We're actually in the Sports Radio 610 studio, not the Hyundai Texans Radio studio, which lately has been our houses. Uh, So we're up here, and it just worked out this way, that this was going to be the easiest way to do the show today because of an event we had. So I asked you this. I'm writing an article about the Texans offense for the Texans. I hate to say this. It's called a yearbook. All right, don't start with me. It's not the kind of thing you bring around the halls to have your friends sign, and it has your (laughs) senior quote in it. Never forget that we sh- Did you have a senior quote in your yearbook, Johnny? Uh, yeah, it was take me out to the ballgame. That was it? That was it. That's, I wasn't going to do some, good. I wasn't going to come up with some. Bridget, you had a senior up. quote in your yearbook. What was it? I actually did, and so I was a big Hunger Games fan, and it was may the odds be ever in your favor. Oh, yeah. See, good. Hunger Games came out That's when good. I was in high school, too. Actually not. But. Yeah. My uh, my senior quote was, you know something, no escaping our roots, Jimmy Page. He said it uh, in an interview with Cameron Crowe, and I didn't really put it in there for any other reason other than it was the only Jimmy Page quote I could find back then. And Cameron Crowe, who wrote Almost Famous and a bunch of other stuff, mm-hmm. including Jerry Maguire, yeah. is a great writer and filmmaker. Very good. Anyway. All right. So I'm writing an article for the yearbook. <laughs> this is how we got into this. And yeah, How did we get it? Oh, really it's a, for the yearbook. I'm glad you reminded me because mine is... You too. It's really a scene. Yes, and it's Mine's, due tomorrow. Oh, I'm but glad you write, said it. I totally John forgot. Harris is like, like at one in the morning. He's he's on his laptop. Done in ten minutes with whatever it is. Doesn't even have to look stuff up. Okay, I'm like researching and all right. And mine. All right. So my mine is about the offense. Yes. O'Brien 7.0 <laughs> because it's his seventh year. I started this thing. O'Brien offense 1.0, 2.0. I mean, and you know the rest. Yes. So this is the seventh version of the O'Brien offense. Now, George Godsey previously was an offensive coordinator here, mm-hmm. right? Tim Kelly took over as offensive coordinator last year, but Bill O'Brien made it clear that he was going to call the plays. Yes. Kelly would call the plays this year. So that's different, all right? That's one thing that's different going into this year. We all know personnel changes, and we can get into that a little bit. But, Johnny, the O'Brien offense. Okay, in points per game, the high water was 2018. They were 11th in the league in points per game scored. Mm -hmm. Yes. In yards, the high water mark under O'Brien was 13th this past season. That was the high mark. Okay. Okay. So, obviously, you'd like to get into the top 10. Of course. And it's not a crucial thing in terms of yards and points necessarily if you're taking care of business on defense, if you're not turning the ball over, if you're taking the ball away. These are not the be-all, end-all numbers, but obviously it helps the higher rank you are. Johnny, can you tell me what was the highest-rated offense in yards in the history of the Houston Texans what year? In the history or the history of Bill Blind? No, in the history of the Houston Texans. Uh, It was 10, right? Is it 10? Yes, it was 10 tied for eight. It was third in the league in yards per game. The Houston Texans, that's their all-time high. 2010, Arian led the league in rushing. Now, the team yep. finished 6-10, and 10, okay? Yes. To my point about this not being the only statistic that matters, clearly. Right. Also, in 2008, they were third in the league, and they finished 8-8, eight and eight, and Sage Rosenfels played a bunch of the games, right? Right. That was the Steve Slayton, Steve Slayride Slayton year. Now, with O'Brien, or no, let me go one more with in the Kubiak era. Everyone's wondering, well, 2012 was their highest, their best record, 12 and 4. What were the finishes? Seventh in yards, eight in points per game. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, there you have it. Those are the numbers. Now, will this year be higher than 11th in points and 13th in yards? What are the chances of that occurring? And a lot of it has to do with, the defenses you're playing, the health yep. of your offense. It's hard to predict right now, but assuming relative health. Yeah, and obviously offenses throughout the league, you know, defense is your favorite. I mean, you think about it, right off the right off the bat, you get a you get an improved Chiefs defense. Then you face what's gonna be a beefed up Ravens defense mm-hmm. with Calais Campbell and Derek Wolf. Then you play the Steelers defense in week three. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh week At four. Now week four, I know everybody's oh the Vikings de- look, the Vikings defense has taken some personnel hits. Big time personnel hits, so that's when it sort of starts to let up a little bit. Vikings, 
Jags, Titans should be better. Packers defense was good at times. A lot of cracks in the armor at some other times last year. My point in that is, at least to get going, it's not going to be easy. Especially given the fact that you haven't been out on the field. You haven't done a walkthrough. Guys haven't even seen each other. Right. Sean Watson, well, not Sean, maybe working out with Brandy Cooks now, but I mean, they may have not even seen each other. They may not even, hey, hey I'm Deshaun. Hey, I'm Brandon. I mean, they didn't, so you've got all that going on. And then you're facing some pretty salty defenses right off the bat. Now, the flip side of that is you have a quarterback going into his fourth year as a starter. You got an offensive line that is now together. You do have pieces on this offense that have been together for a while. And that's something that I always, I always worried about, especially early because there were a lot of different moving parts in the offense. But now we, I feel like this offensive line is going to be together for a while. Sean's down his fourth year as a starter. They're bringing in guys that, in like, in Brandon Cooks are bringing in a guy that at least has heard this terminology. Right. Now, for Randall Cobb, it might be a little different, but Randall's been around. He's played in different offenses. He's going to understand uh, his role and uh, what he needs to do. But this is going to be a veteran-led offense. Duke and David Johnson in the backfield. This is a veteran-led offense facing some defenses that will not have a whole lot of time to gel together, but defenses gel a little bit faster than offenses but they're going to face some salty ones right out of the gate. So it's almost like I go back and forth like, yeah, I could see it. And on the other hand, I'm like, oh, man, that's going to be tough. But I do think they're going to move in that direction and continue to move in that direction offensively. The speed on the outside, the multiple you know, layers of the – I've been talking about the, the offense as an onion for, forever. I've been right. talking about you know, peeling back the you – know, what's you know, adding – you know, Fells and Aikens. Okay, well, that's just another layer to the offense. Adding the RPO package last year, they ran a lot with Fells. That was just kind of a layer to the offense. Now you add Cooks and Cobb. Those are just layers to the offense that you're adding. And then Coach O'Brien went and stole that, you know, when he was talking about layers uh, to the offense with the media. So, I don't know, maybe he does listen to us. That said, I do think it's an offense that's structured to move in that direction. Now, there's some pretty salty offenses in the league. We know, we know that. But can the Texans be better than all but nine or ten of them and be in that mix to be, you know, 11? Or I, I think they can. I think they've got the, the pieces. I think they've got the um, – if this were year two of this group kind of all together, which I know the NFL doesn't get a chance to do as much. I mean, the Chiefs are rare in the fact that they're basically just running it back with what they had for right. the most part. Including Watkins. Right. But if you were able to, if this was the second year where they were all able to play a whole season together, it was interesting talking to Max about that. And I mean, Max is going into second year. But I asked him just how much more comfortable will you be playing next to Nick, playing next to Laramie going forward? And he just kind of, I could just see the way he was answering the question is, you know, he's like, John, I don't even know if I can tell you. It's just going to be so monumentally different to know that we've got a frame of reference to go on. And, and build off of, yeah. as opposed to, hey, it's the first time we're doing this all together. Right. No, they're actually they're doing this together, and I think at that's least, really going to help this offense. At least they get training camp. You know, we've yeah. talked about this. OTAs are one thing with the O-line. I mean, they're, you know, that would be great to have OTAs. Right. Didn't yeah. have OTAs. And the offseason program ended today, by the way, for the Houston Texans, the yeah. digital, virtual, whatever, on computers, on laptops, offseason program is over for the Texans. But that doesn't mean guys won't be working out, getting together, doing whatever they can to get ready. All right. Uh, by the way, Deshaun Watson, completion percentage this year, 67% and change. Completion percentage in college, 67%. Pretty consistent guy. I, mean, I think that, and he was sixth in the league in completion percentage. I think this is such a big stat. And, guy, you know, I'd love, and maybe you know this research off the top of your head, yeah. but to research the completion percentage. Don't look at anything else. Just what is your completion percentage in college and what is it as a pro? And how much does that change? And guys it who are in doesn't. the 50s in college, do they really get into the mid-60s as a pro? No, nope, because getting the ball to somewhere accurately, mm -hmm. I'm not saying you cannot improve, but that tends to be a thing that you're good at or you're not good right. at, right? right? Just the accuracy part of it. Maybe you played in a college offense. And look, the guys in the um, – I'm just all over the place. It doesn't always go the other way. 
you're not always a 70% completion guy in college and then turn and then be a 70% no, completion guy in yeah, the NFL. You might be in a real kind of But I can guarantee dunk. you if you're 55% in college, not going to translate. You're sure as heck not going to be 65 when you come to the NFL. Where it doesn't work is the NFL game in the 70s when guys were in the 50s, right? Yeah. When when you were trying to just get to, to above 50%. Right. Then it was above 60, and now it's really get above 65, yeah. okay? Get yourself above 65. I remember at one point in the early O's, Manning was 65%. It just seemed like such a huge number. Yeah. And and that's that's changed over the years. I mean, Dan Pastorini was 50-something percent, right. you know? And I'm sure if he, if he was a young man coming out of college today, he'd be in the 60s for yeah. sure, and, you know, because the game's different. It's played differently. But anyway, I brought up the um, the offensive rankings. You gave me your take on it. Let me talk to you about defense here for a moment. The highest rated yardage-wise defense in the history of the Texans was 2016, right? Yes. The Osweiler year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, can we, re, can we like, no. not think about it that way? <laughs> I always think it was the number. The, I think of 2016 as the number one defense in the league year. Now, you know what's funny? Because like, I mark time you know, visually mm-hmm. with certain things. And 2016, I just see Brock's face, unfortunately, or whatever. Look, Brock was not a good Ooh, quarterback that's a good here. One. But that's, what? that's a good one. Okay, wait, hold on. All right. Word association? Word or, association. Let me or, give, or visual association. No, word association, 2010. I just I see this blur of, like, Arian and 6 yeah, and 10. That's it. Yeah. Arian Foster. Yeah, but, Arian I, but Foster. I, see, I see, like, this gigantic hole. Because the four and two start, and then mm-hmm. the meltdown where they only won what two games down the stretch or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. That's 20, it. 2017. Uh, I see. I see a red it, cross. In, yeah, it's injury city. It's injuries and uh, and and very di- and t- a tale of two seasons. You know the yeah. the Watson part and the non Watson part, and just <sighs> the the day Watson gets hurt, I'm thinking, okay, he's out for the year, but. Maybe Savage can beat the Colts on Sunday, and we can keep going here and stay alive. Just stay, just keep our necks above water, our chins above water, and be able to breathe. When the Texans lost to the Colts a few days after Watson gets hurt, I was like, "This sucker's over." I, I, and I never, you know, I've I always have hope, and I want to win every game, and I I definitely yeah. had hope that we would. But when you couldn't beat the Colts with Jacoby Brissett at home, I thought this thing's over. Okay, I'm going to tell you. I don't good. think I've ever told this story, uh, but I, I remember this distinctly. That day, it was maybe in the third, it was maybe in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. And I think it was, I can't remember if it was Hop or Will, but somebody ran a route near our sideline and Tom airmailed one like about five oh. yards over their head. And I just remember whoever the receiver was, he kind of stood there. It was Hop or Will, but the other one was coming across the field. And they kind of caught eyes. I could just see them. Like, they caught eyes, and they kind of looked at each other, and they just both immediately and at the same time just put their heads down as if to say, we're not in Kansas anymore. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was no that feeling of, oh, no. I mean, you could just see it on them. You could see it on them. And then we still had a chance to win the game. Yeah. They were coming, Johnny, they were coming off the most explosive stretch of offense in the history of the franchise. Yeah. Those six games. And really, it was five, right? Yeah. Because Watson played a half against Jacksonville, started mm-hmm. against Cincinnati, they won, but that was not an explosively offensive performance. But the five games that followed were dynamite, yeah. right? They were coming off that stretch, and then it just wasn't working, and it's too bad. I mean, to see, I mean, to see the pain on their faces, like just looking at each other, and then instantly, and at the same time, just looking down as if to say, "Oh God, we're in trouble." I mean. It was it was painful. It was like, oh my god! Like, I mean, because I had the same thought of, okay, just piece this thing together, just uh, you know, duct tape this thing. Let's go, and you could just see it. They knew mm-hmm. they were playing. They knew they knew who was throwing throwing the ball. They knew what they had, and then all of a sudden, it was like, oh, we don't have him anymore. Yep. It was such. I I was like, and oh. the rest of that year, I I will never I'll never forget that look of both of them just. Oh, I felt so bad for him because anything and everything they wanted in that Seattle game, it's one of the best defenses we'd seen in a long time, and they're carving them up, and it was easy. And now they're coming off the field going, we can't catch a pass against the Colts. Oh, yeah. boy. 
And they had, you had all those oh. games, like the Tennessee game up there, where you know Andre Ellington's playing wide receiver, oh, Chris, and Chris Thompson's in the game. Yeah, it was it was tough. It was tough, no doubt. Oh, well, it's it's fun to remember. Not that year. Not that twenty eighteen. Not that year. Twenty eighteen. What's your visual? Primetime night games. Nine in a row for me. Yeah, I, mean, I just think nine in a row. Yeah, nine in a row. But but Dallas, yes. Dallas, Tennessee. Yep. Um, Huge. Those two were just oh, Tennessee. Massive. Yeah. yeah. I mean, massive. Massive. Boy, we've lived through some stuff. And, you know, 2014, I was just thinking about that. That was a fun year. It was O'Brien's first year. It started off well. You had the three game losing streak, which really hurt. Yeah. I mean, there's never a good time for one of those. But you resurrected the season eventually, went nine and seven and had a shot, had a shot to make the playoffs. Anyway, uh, we were talking about offense. I, Throw in some defense. Let's throw in some around the league stuff too. What is happening around the NFL? What's the latest? And also the other sports, Major League Baseball, basketball. Major League Basketball? No, the NBA, <laughs> they're going to start July 30th. Golf started today. How about that? I'm talking about restarts. How do they affect what we're thinking about the NFL? It's coming up next on Texans Radio. This is Whitney Merciless, and you're listening to Texans Radio. Don't touch that dial, or else. Sometimes nothing beats a classic. Miller Lite, the original light beer. Brewed with great taste and only 96 calories. Available for delivery. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories, 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. This is a story about doers. It's also about Houston, teamwork, and... Hut, hut, hut. Yeah, I think they heard you the first time. When you're committed to doing good in the community, it helps to have good teammates. So Chevron partnered with the Houston Texans to do good in Houston. Volunteering thousands of hours, working with nonprofits, and helping to make a difference for Houston's youth. These teams bring their A-game on and off the field. Chevron, proud to be the official volunteerism partner of the Houston Texans. From the slightest bend to complex motions, your body is made to move. At Houston Methodist Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, our teams are using advanced technology and imaging to develop custom treatment plans, and our minimally invasive procedures can help you heal faster. We have the expertise to keep you moving because every movement matters. Find the care you need at locations throughout Houston. Houston Methodist, leading medicine. Not too long ago, Houston Texans fans were cheering in the stands of NRG Stadium. We now cheer for our first responders, healthcare workers, teachers, and many more who exemplify the true Texan spirit. Until we gather as over 70,000 strong once again, let's support those on the front lines in the fight against COVID-19. For more information on resources for you and your family, visit HoustonTexans.com slash COVID. When America needed us to build, we built. Masks, ventilators, shields. When local communities and frontliners needed support, Ford dealers answered. And now we're open and ready to serve you with special offers and deals across the Ford lineup. Stop by a Ford dealership or go online. We've made it safer to shop, easier to buy. Built for America. Built Ford Proud. He's the general, John McClain. Watson is planning to go to L.A. for guys that want to come there and work with him because a lot of players live in that area. And in Arizona, there's guys in Arizona areas. So Sean Watson's really stepped up at a time like this when they need guys to step up and is exemplifying what you want your quarterback and team leaders to be. John McClain is exclusively on Houston's Sports Leader, Sports Radio 610. As the preferred eye care provider of the Houston Texans, Houston Eye Associates knows that vision is everything, especially in football. Houston Eye is here to help Texans see better and keep their eyes on the prize. Houston Eye Associates has 28 Houston area locations with specialists in LASIK, cataracts, glaucoma, retina, cornea, oculoplastics, pediatrics, uveitis, and more. Come and see us today. Houston Eye Associates, the preferred eye care provider of the Houston Texans. 
Red Diamond knows perfect, not easy. Our karaoke skills, at least we have our day jobs. Our family photo, take number 82. Even our radio commercial has the occasional glitch. So we'll stick to what we have perfected, our Red Diamond tea. No shortcuts, no concentrates. Perfectly crafted from actual tea leaves and water. After all, at Red Diamond, we think tea should taste like, well, tea. Red Diamond, we're perfect at tea. Hey, Houston, Keith here from Papa John's. Have you heard about our Picks for Six? <laughs> it's a special just for you. It lets you mix and match all kinds of different things, all for just $6 each. You can choose between our papadillas, a medium one-topping pizza, cheese sticks, wings, poppers. How about some garlic knots? Even the garlic Parmesan breadsticks are included in all kinds of desserts. So try the Picks for Six from Papa John's today. Order online or give us a call. Better ingredients, better pizza. Papa John's Houston. Houston Texans Lux members report up to 12 times ROI on their Lux investment. That's why 50% of Fortune 500 companies in Houston have joined Texans Lux. Lux is not just networking and access to the team. It's asset that will work for you. In a competitive business environment, Lux members earn a return by utilizing the wide variety of Lux benefits. Find out how you can use Texans Lux to grow your business. Visit HoustonTexansLux.com. Sometimes nothing beats a classic. Miller Lite, the original light beer. Brewed with great taste and only 96 calories. Available for delivery. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories, 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Now back to more Texans Talk on Texans All Access. All right, you know what I don't get about the NBA? They're going to start July 30th. That's the new target date. Yeah, they the moved bubble. up a day. In their bubble, their I heard biodome. it might be even another day, like to the 29th. Well, Johnny, it was explained to me, well, you have guys all over the place. You need to yeah. quarantine everybody 14 days or whatever. You mm-hmm. know, just keep them sort of sequestered for 14 days before right. you can practice. Okay, it's June 11th. Start now. Yeah. All right. 14 days from now. All right. Start practicing. Yep. All right. Let's start pra- playing. You already played anyway. I know it's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while. It's been over three months. Right. So... Okay, mm-hmm. you played, or it hasn't been, it's been about three months. Maybe exactly three yeah, months Yeah, right it's, r- it's almost right at three months. So so I get it. You need some ramp-up time. So practice for a couple of weeks. Let's get rolling the week of July 4th. I, I still think you could hit July 4th. You are missing out on a golden opportunity here. Mm-hmm. And, look, I know, easy for me to say, but you're in the biodome anyway, right? Everything's controlled. So if everything's controlled, I get it if, like, building availability and all that. Maybe the biodome at Disney World, I'm calling it that, is not available for them, you know? What would or, it be available? What, what would be going I on? I don't know. What, what would be going on there? Mm-hmm. Wait Nothing a that should take – I wouldn't think – I would imagine anything that takes precedence. We want to make sure the, the Pirates of the Caribbean ride is all set for them to go. Space Mountain has to be uh, also isolated so they – no. Uh, yeah, I don't know what they're going to do, but I think that they could – Start earlier. I still, you know, people explain this to me. My head starts spinning. I'm thinking, <laughs> why don't you just start earlier and get it done earlier? Because Here's, getting it done in late July, guess what? As soon as the NFL kicks in, I know the NBA will be in the playoffs, so yeah. that will be good. I don't right. care what month it is. That's going to be good. Even in September, Yeah, that's going to be good. But, man, the longer you wait. And then when are you going to start the – it's not going to be the 2020-2021 season. It's going to be the 2021 season. They're not going to start until right. January. Or Christmas Day at the earliest. Yeah, it's going to be like uh, like it was in 1999. When they started in 99, it was Ooh. like a 66 game. That, now, that was a holdout strike situation. Why do I have the number 50 in my head, that it was a 50-game season? I feel why like do, it was 66 games. I don't know why. By I the way, that. when baseball's talking about what here? How many games? 50 games, and then somebody said 70. There have been so many different things I that I have seen on Major League Baseball. 48? I have no idea what it's going to be. I know Sho and, and Clint were talking about this the other day, saying, hey, 48 would be really cool. I, I think it would be kind of interesting to see how how teams would go about, you know, 48 games. It I, would be awesome. I would love it. Are you I would love kidding? It. It I would, would love it. It would be so much fun. Every game. How about the meaning of every game in a 48-game season? In fact... They should just break up the year, go 80 games and 80 games and do it one in the winter and one in the summer. I don't know. Well, I mean, they did, they back in 81 Mm -hmm. when they had the strike, they they turned into two seasons. 
they had before the strike, oh, yeah. and then they had the, the All Star game. That was the first time back, and then they had a second season, and then the, they they had a playoff based on the teams that won those divisions, and was basically split up into two into two seasons. What how, what kind of bad look is it going to be for baseball if they can't get this oh, together? Gosh, I I don't even want to I don't even want to speculate. I remember '95 so clearly, or '94 so yeah. clearly, because I had just graduated from college. I was so excited. I was going to be down in Jacksonville. I was starting. Gonna be on my own, got my apartment, got my ESPN, got my cable. It was the first time I I had cable because I didn't have it when I was at Brown. I was so pumped. I was like baseball games every night, and then I was gonna start teaching and coaching while I was there. I was so excited, and then they go on strike. And yeah. Bagwell was crushing it. He's one of my favorites, and he was just crushing ninety four. The Expos are great. I mean, you can imagine the Montreal Expos winning a championship after the Blue Jays had won it in ninety two, ninety three. I mean, it was just, and then gone. And it took them so long. And I've often said this. I don't understand how and why people can make the same mistake. Like baseball. You saw 95. Right. You saw how hard it was to come back from it. Mm -hmm. You saw what it took in some sense to get it back. And it took three years for people to even, hey, these guys are hitting a lot of home runs. Oh, by the way, they were doing some steroids. They probably shouldn't have been either. Ripken helped a little bit. He helped a little bit. He helped a little bit, but it was had his record been what McGuire and Sosa were chasing after, I think it would have been a little different. He was chasing a record that was obviously an unbelievable record. Hadn't been even nobody had sniffed that number playing that consecutive yeah. number of games. But it was just playing a game. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was showing up. Yeah, showing up. I mean he was doing his job. He was 90% showing up. Instead of life is showing up, Johnny. It was it was a it was a good start. But even 96, 97, eh, you know. Yeah. But 98, obviously. The home run chase was, was incredible. That, got, that started getting people's attention. Like, yeah. oh, they're going to hit bombs. When is that 30 for 30? This weekend? I think it's this weekend. Ooh. That's going to be pretty interesting. I didn't watch the Bruce Lee one yet. Oh, I haven't either. I've got that. I haven't either. It's loaded and ready to go. Uh, as far as golf goes, yes, golf is back. Anyway, next. No, I love golf. I do actually watch golf. Justin Rose is your first-round leader at the Colonial, the Charles Schwab Classic, and Spieth is two off, and that's about all I see right here. Okay, good. Have these guys been mic'd up like they're supposed to be? No, a lot of them said no. I don't know if anybody's what? mic'd up. I think I think some are. I haven't watched any coverage yet. I've just, you know, followed on my phone. This is this is my— this. They have to—Johnny, I agree with you. Whatever you're about to say, I agree with you. They have to give access. You're golf. You're dying. Right. And golfers don't like to hear that from me. Your sport, and it's my sport too. It's dying. You got to see this. You got to see this. Yes. You know, these are smart people who run this sport. Look beyond the horizon. You can see that your sport's going to die if you don't make some key changes here. I think baseball, I don't think baseball's going to die. It's but baseball needs a B12 shot like mm-hmm. Rafael Palmero got. They need a B12 shot. And yeah. the players. And, and and maybe the players understand this more, and we're just we're just not hearing from them because they're not in training camp or they're not back at spring training or whatever. But if I'm baseball, what is it that we need to do? How do we get more fans interested? You need me to wear a mic out in the outfield? I'll do it. Mm-hmm. You need me to play shortstop, and I'll, I need to wear a mic. I need to do I need to do X event, whatever. I'll do it. Will you whatever. speed up the game? Will you speed it up? I will absolutely speed the okay. game up. Absolutely. I played baseball and I got bored. Yeah, see. I got bored during a game. <laughs> it was I. I was like, oh, I mean, yeah. And look, I understand. What position? I played third and I caught. Now, now Wait, catching was fine because I catching. You're yeah. You're every I involved. Yeah, yeah. Third, third base. It's like you were bored at third. Mm, I can understand right field when you're a kid. Yeah, I mean, bored. I mean, I. I mean, I, yeah. I did get bored. I did get bored, especially when you have a couple of pitches we had. I never got anything hit to me. It was like, oh, both finally hit to me. No, but, I mean, baseball just needs – and I was as big a traditionalist about baseball. No, no, you play nine innings. You do this. I mean, it needs something. Yep. It needs, well, it I think needs the 40, something. The 48 games would be so cool. It would be so much fun. The meaning, the magnitude of one loss. In a, you know, yeah. you get halfway through the season, all of a sudden you're like, you can see the end of it so clearly. You know, now it's like you hit mid-August. It's like, yeah, it's almost over. I mean – that's pretty much where you'd be. Well, maybe uh, let's just you know when you when you hit August. Yeah, when you hit when August. You, when you hit August, you'll be like, uh, eh, it's almost over. Now it's gonna be like that's your season. Well, you know me. You know how much I 
enjoy the strategic part of any, of any sport. Mm-hmm. In a 48-game season. How do you handle your pitching? Yeah. Especially if the guys – well, here's how the other thing. You handle Are the pitching? guys ready, though? That's the other yeah, thing. That, they were ready. They were right. going to get ready. But now how do you ramp them up? How do you get them going? There's no spring training as far as games go. Right. So getting your staff ready is going to be uh, interesting. Oof. And it's going to be very interesting to see how the NFL does it. So we'll continue to talk about this. Tomorrow night we are back on – I don't think we're back in here, but it's great no. to be here. Great to see Bridget. Thank you for producing. Great to see you, Johnny. Absolutely. Mark, and good uh, see you. we'll see you or talk with you tomorrow. And I'll be on with Sean Pendergast and uh, not Seth Payne. I think Wade Smith is in for Seth tomorrow. I'll be on with them between 8 and 9 a.m. Have a great night, everybody, and go Texans. This is Texans Radio on Sports Radio 610. When America needed us to build, we built masks ventilators shields when local communities and frontliners needed support Ford dealers answered and now we're open and ready to serve you with special offers and deals across the ford lineup stop by a ford dealership or go online we've made it safer to shop easier to buy built for america built ford proud Simple acts of kindness and community are more important than ever before. So Ashley Home Store is introducing the Ashley Cares Relief Program. We're offering 0% financing for 60 months with three-month payment assistance on qualifying purchases. Ashley Home Store is here to serve your furniture needs. Text Ashley to 797979 to set up a virtual appointment today or visit us online at ashleyhomestore.com. Proud sponsor of the Houston Texans, Ashley Home Store. This is home. Want to start an argument with sports fans? Ask who should be the MVP. Everybody has an opinion. This player does this and that player does that, and I could be persuaded either way. But when it comes to an MVP of MPG, yeah, miles per gallon, I made my choice. Chevron with Tecron. Why? Well, number one, it's proven. No gasoline gets better mileage. Number two, no gasoline has more cleaning power to help keep vital engine parts clean. Unbeatable mileage, unbeatable cleaning. You can't argue with that. Chevron with Tecron. Care for your car. For a winning feeling, visit Del Frisco's Double Eagle Steakhouse in the Galleria. Indulge in prime steak and seafood, world-class wines, and exceptional hospitality. Looking for the ultimate game day experience? Host clients, alumni, and friends in Del Frisco's private Texans room. Watch your favorite team on a 60-inch television while surrounded by Texans memorabilia and seating for up to 14 guests. From extra fine touches to big screen touchdowns, visit Del Frisco's Double Eagle Steakhouse. Located at 5061 Westheimer in the Galleria. The pitter-patter, splitter-splatter of Sunday morning. Wait, no, that's bacon. And it's spitting all over your PJs. Stains can ruin any moment. Get them out with Tide, America's number one detergent. If it's got to be clean, it's got to be Tide. Houston Methodist is still here for you, seeing patients who need our care. Even in these uncertain times, our commitment remains the same. We put our patients at the center of everything we do. We can see you virtually. We can talk to you on the phone. We can even see you in person if needed. Rest assured, we are taking every precaution to keep you safe. We're still here for you. Contact your doctor's office or visit HoustonMethodist.org slash here for you. Red Diamond knows perfect, not easy. Our karaoke skills, at least we have our day jobs. Our family photo, take number 82. Even our radio commercial has the occasional glitch. So we'll stick to what we have perfected, our Red Diamond tea. No shortcuts, no concentrates. Perfectly crafted from actual tea leaves and water. After all, at Red Diamond, we think tea should taste like, well, tea. Red Diamond, we're perfect at tea. Right now, many of us are unsure about what may come next. At Reliant, we want to help you light the way. With 24-7 customer care and online support, we're here for you today, and we'll be here long after we power through this. Just visit Reliant.com slash light the way or call 1-866-RELIANT. Because even though we're a bit farther apart these days, we're all in this together. Reliant, that's power. Your way. PUCT number 10007. It's a Texas tradition. 
Since 1946, Blue Ribbon has proudly served Texan families natural smoked bacon and natural casing sausages made from premium ingredients seasoned for Texas tastes. It's the preferred sausage and bacon of the Houston Texans. Blue Ribbon, it's a Texas tradition. The LSU Tigers are coming to Houston. Will the defending national champions be just as dominant on the field in 2020? Will they be able to replace key players lost in the NFL draft in order to create another national championship caliber team? Only one way to find out. Head to NRG Stadium Saturday, September 19th to witness the defending national champs take on the hometown Rice Out. Visit RiceLSU2020.com to reserve your seats today. We need small businesses, and right now, they need us. So Verizon is connecting big names in entertainment with small businesses around the country. Introducing Verizon Pay It Forward Live, a weekly live stream to support local communities and share ways to help small businesses. Verizon Pay It Forward Live. Tune in every Thursday at Verizon on Twitter and Yahoo Entertainment at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Small businesses need us now more than ever. Allen, deep drop, in trouble. Ball is out again, J.J. Watt, and he falls on it, and the Texans have it in the red zone. Nothing compares to the excitement and emotion of watching your Houston Texans play at NRG Stadium. Take the first step to joining the Houston Texans family and sign up for the 2020 season ticket priority wait list for free. Enjoy exclusive offers, event invitations, and more. Join at HoustonTexans.com. This is Texans Radio on Sports Radio 610. 